Hey guys, welcome to episode one of Inside the System Podcast. I'm your host, Mike St. Denis, and today I'll be talking about the hiring process for a corrections and law enforcement officer and what you can expect during this process. Stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome to Inside the System Podcast. So you want to become a corrections officer or a law enforcement officer and you don't know where to start? Well, in this episode, I can provide some insight on this process. First and foremost, consider arranging a tour of the jail facility you want to work at or plan to apply to. Call and ask if there's a process to do so. Not all jails are going to be able to provide this opportunity due to security risks, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, you can also contact them via phone um, and see if they have a recruiting officer or a training officer available to speak to you um, regarding information about the facility if an in-person visit is not an option. Similarly, for a police department or sheriff's office, contact them and schedule a ride-along. You're going to have to fill out some paperwork. They'll run a mini background check on you to make sure you qualify for the ride-along. Uh, and then you will get the opportunity to do the ride-along for several hours. This is also your opportunity to ask whatever questions you want. Don't just sit there and be quiet and in awe of what the officer does. Engage with them. Ask how they like the job. Ask them what their experience was like getting the job. At some point, obviously, they went through the exact same thing you did in order to get hired. So they're going to be able to provide some good intel. This would also apply uh, when you speak to a corrections officer as well. So once you've knocked that basic uh, step out of the way and you feel like this career is the best option or the right one for you, then look at the agencies that you're interested in applying at. Look at their website um, and see what their official testing process is like. This will typically include some sort of written exam or physical ability. um, And each agency is a little different if they run their own test. Some agencies uh, throughout the country use contract companies such as Public Safety Testing or National Testing Network. You can go to their websites and see what the standards are. Make sure you read the PT standards and what is expected of you. Uh, Some of these tests can be somewhat challenging, and if you're not in the best shape, I highly recommend that you work out and improve your fitness level at least at minimum two to three months in advance. The last thing you want to do is pay testing fees, take a written, do really well on that written, and go to the PT and fail something such as sit-ups or push-ups or whatever their run is like. This can certainly be a knock in your confidence and make you feel like crap. So you want to make sure that you're ready to take that PT and get it out of the way without any hiccups. So once you pass your physical and your written, now what? Well, the next thing you can expect is to be placed on a list. This list is generally internal to the agency that you're applying to, and this will give them an idea of how many applicants they have to process. So what does this specifically mean to you? Well, it means at some point when the agency is ready to move on with their list, they'll conduct interviews, also known as oral boards. An oral board is typically going to consist of three to four personnel of the agency that you applied to, and there may also be somebody from the agency's HR department monitoring the interview as well. This board of personnel are going to ask you a set series of questions ranging from about yourself to various scenario questions. 
here's a couple things. First and foremost, be yourself. Officers, whether corrections or police, are trained to read people. Don't try to be someone you're not. This will be identified almost immediately by those sitting on your oral board and will cause them to question your character. When you're asked, tell us about yourself, this is your opportunity to sell yourself. They want to know why you out of the pool of applicants that they have, especially if they only have two positions open. Why you out of 30 people they have on the list? Do not sell yourself short on this. Hit on your life experience, hit on your work experience, hit on your education, your military background, if applicable. Don't leave these things out. You might think to yourself, well, on paper, they can see this. Uh, Yeah, they know, but they want to hear it from you personally. It means more when it comes out from you. So sell yourself. This is the time to do it. When you're asked scenario questions, You're not going to know all the answers, but when you give your answer, stick to it. They might challenge you. Are you sure? Are you sure that's your answer? Stick to it. This line of work is all about making decisions and sticking to them. You might make mistakes now and then, but that's what training and your experience will help with building that out for you. And that'll become more evident as you grow uh, in your career. When you're asked, what do you know about us? You're going to get asked that. What do you know about our agency? Why this agency? Please, for the love of God, give some insight on the agency and what you know about it or what draws you to it. Do your research. It amazes me how often people will just reply with, well, I know you're a busy agency uh, or I see good things on social media. You know, I see you guys out there making arrests. Yeah, that's what law enforcement agencies do. Uh, so again, research the agency, go to their website, know what type of units they have. Um, do they have detectives? Do they have traffic? Do they have school resource, canine, SWAT? Know these things if it's a police department. If it's a jail, ask or not ask rather, make sure you've done your e- research when you've asked on your facility tours. Know things like what kind of contracts, housing contracts specifically, they have with other police departments um, within the county. If it's a county jail and it's the only county jail um, and there's no other city jail in that that area, they're likely going to book whatever police department is within that county. They're likely going to book their arrestees. Uh, some cities have their own city jails. These are typically municipal city jails and hold municipal related crimes um, or misdemeanor related crimes. Excuse me. Um, your county jails are typically going to hold everything from your misdemeanors to your felonies, um, as well as Department of Corrections contracts. Um, but know what contracts these agencies have or who they house for. That'll be helpful for you. Uh, also, a big one, know who the chief or the sheriff is of the agency that you've applied to or the lead administrator in general. Know some facts about this agency. Don't just give the plain old Jane answer, well, I see you do good things on social media. Or the worst, come on guys, the worst is, I don't know. I mean, you have to know something. Why did you apply here? What drew us to you? Um, So this will help you stand out against those that didn't do their research. Because uh, let me tell you, I've done a lot of interviews over the the years of my career. And there's a lot of people that don't do just basic research, like going to the website of the agency and finding some intel out. 
So, um, okay, now you've got your interview out of the way, your oral board that is, so what's next? Well, at this point, if you do well, depending on your ranking, they're likely going to call you um, to do or participate rather in a polygraph. Uh, This gets a lot of people. My biggest advice on this one, and this might shock some of you out there, don't lie. Do not lie. Do not try to be deceitful. The polygrapher is going to be able to see right through that with their machine. This machine, uh, it reads a lot of things. It's going to read your heart rate, your blood pressure, your respiration, your perspiration, your, and your skin conductivity. Um, so that's a lot of things there that this machine's doing at once to detect whether or not you're being deceitful. Um, so sudden changes in any of these will, will be an indicator to the polygrapher that you might be not telling the truth. Um, so they may elaborate on certain questions that they're asking you um, and kind of delve a little bit further into that. So, again, any deceitfulness or whatever, this is likely going to automatically disqualify you from uh, the process of getting hired with that agency. Uh, so don't lie. Whatever you do, be honest. And even if it's not the answer that they're looking for or whatever they're asking you, just automatically disqualifies you because of their standards, then, Hey, you know what? It is what it is. At least you told the truth. Um, so, and and with this, you're going to likely fill out a pre polygraph, um, packet with all these questions. Um, so you're going to know, have an idea what they're asking you. And some of them are very personal. Um, so just be prepared for that. Okay. So you pass the polygraph and you're moving on. Awesome. Good job. Um, so likely after you pass the polygraph, what'll happen is they'll assign a background investigator. Um, this is typically going to be an officer or a detective within the department. Um, and they're going to be delving into your life background. A lot of things, they go back a long way sometimes. So be prepared for that. Um, and again, provide accurate information for the things that they ask for you, such as addresses for family or friends, neighbors, etc., phone numbers, whatever, because they're going to talk to family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, former employees, even former spouses or significant others that you may have had uh, during your adult life. Um, so they're going to reach out to a lot of people. They're going to run credit checks on you to make sure you don't owe a ridiculous amount of money pe- to people out there because they don't want officers uh, being potentially bribed by somebody, right? And so that's what their concern is when it comes to that credit check. So make sure your stuff is squared away. Uh, they're likely going to do a home visit. So you want to make sure your house is clean, right? You don't want them showing up and your place is just chaotic. So if you know that that's going to happen, do yourself a favor, tidy up your place. Okay. Um, this is going to be very intimidating for some, but it's just part of the process. They want to know who they're getting and some of it's going to get pretty personal and deep. Um, So just stand by and be prepared. Make sure that any information, again, I I think I said this earlier, make sure any information they ask for from you, any forms, documents, make sure those are prepared, properly filled out um, and updated. You want to be accurate and detailed. Sometimes simple mistakes can cause delays in this. Um, So just make sure that everything's squared away. 
So while they're doing your background, if everything looks good um, and all things pan out with that, they're going to uh, forward this on to either their hiring cadre within the department or agency or jail um, or their chief of police um, or sheriff, whatever. Um, and that person is going to ensure that a so-called uh, chief's interview is scheduled for you. Okay. Um, and I say chief's interview cause I'm just using the terminology that, uh, I know of here in Washington state. So they're going to do a chief's interview, um, could be an administrator from whatever jail, um, that you're looking at applying or police department. Um, and that's going to be their opportunity to have a personal conversation with you and get to know you a little bit more and make sure you're the right fit for their staff. Um, so, you know, this is going to be a good, probably one of the last times for you to sell yourself, right? Um, you know, they, that's like the chief, the sheriff, the lead administrator, they're the ones that are basically green lighting you getting hired. Um, so if all goes well during that interview, uh, chief's interview, administrative interview, whatever they want to call it, um, hopefully at this point you'll be given a conditional offer for employment. That's awesome. Okay. That's a good thing. So we want to give, get that conditional offer. And from there, you're likely going to be, um, moved on to a psychological exam and they want to make sure some of these things, they might vary, uh, state to state, city to city, agency to agency, but, um, most of these steps are likely going to be what you encounter. Again, I'm from the Northwest here in Washington. So this is kind of how things work up here. It might be a little bit different if you're down in Florida or up in New York or in California. So, uh, like I said earlier, make sure you follow the agency's guidelines and see what their process is like. So now you're going to take a psychology exam. Oh, buddy, let me tell you, seems like you answer at least 500 questions. It might be 250 to 300 realistically, um, but these are going to be a ton of personality questions and aptitude questions. Um, I'm not going to be able to provide you an example because I don't remember all of them. I took the thing last one I took was eight years ago. So, um, but it's going to be questions about, you know, how you feel about certain things. Sometimes you might see one question five different times throughout there, but asked differently. And you're like, wait a minute, I already answered that. Um, but just go through the process and deal with that. Answer those questions at some point, either in the middle of while you're doing this exam or at the end of it, you're likely going to meet with a psychologist. Um, they're going to speak to you about whatever topic of the day they want to talk to you about. They've already seen a bunch of info about you that the agency's provided. So don't lie to them. Again, they're psychologists, they're professionals at reading people. Um, so they're the ones that are giving the green light on your, uh, aptitude and mentally fitness to be able to work. Um, so if everything goes well with that, you're not going to hear, uh, anything from the psychologist right away. They may say, Hey, good luck. Um, but whatever results come out of that psychology, uh, test, they're going to pass on to the agency and basically red light or green light you to, uh, be the, an employee there. Okay. All right. So you passed the psych. Uh, so far we've passed our oral board. We've passed our polygraph. We've passed our, uh, admin interview. Uh, we've passed our psych. Now what's next? Well, they're going to have to do a physical, uh, or medical, if you will. 
Um, and I say physical because it's kind of like a sports physical test if you've ever taken one of those uh, back in high school or college for sports. Some of that is going to be involved. They're going to do other things like uh, blood work, eye exams. Uh, I know here in Washington, or at least what the process I've been through, a, a breathing test where they basically simulate you getting the wind knocked out of you and how long uh, it takes you to recuperate that breathing. Um, so that may be happening um, and whatever else. I, I can't remember all the details. So if everything goes good there uh, and you have a clean bill of health, awesome, you're good to go. Now, if you have uh, some medical hiccups or whatever, let's say you have hard hearing or you might even have hearing aids. I know somebody that does um, and they had to go through a little bit more uh, testing process and get signed off by some additional doctors. Hey, it is what it is. Um, just follow the steps that they provide and, and get that out of the way. Once that's done uh, and your medical looks good, your psych looks good, everything else lines up you're probably going to get your final can, uh, not conditional, but you're probably going to get your final offer of employment. That's awesome. That's where you want to be. Um, and with that, a start date, they're going to be like, Hey, we want you to start on March 1st. Okay. Um, make sure you show up on time, be early, show up on time, dress professional or whatever they tell you. If they say, Hey, show up in uh, BDUs and a tactical polo or whatever do whatever they ask. Um, that's kind of what we see around here typically. Um, so you might have some bumps in the road, right? Don't get discouraged, follow the process, um, and push through it. You might get shut down. What happens if you get shut down? What happens if you don't pass something? Um, you know, if it's a psych or the poly, they may not tell you what it is that you failed. Okay. Um, if that's the case, dust yourself off, get up, try again. Okay. Have a good mental, uh, aura about this and be prepared to do it again. You may have to test several times before you get on with an agency. Sometimes, uh, some of these places too, where you take tests, right? So like public safety testing, sometimes you'll be able to select like 15 different agencies or whatever. I don't even know if there's a max, but let's say you, uh, apply to 15 different agent agencies, uh, throughout the state <clears throat> through public safety testing. Um, they're going to push your physical, uh, your PT results and your written results out to all those agencies. And so you might be doing all of this stuff, psych, poly background, uh, et cetera, with several different agencies at once. So be prepared for that. You could be doing a lot of things, um, for different places and, you know, one could fail you and one could be like, yep, you're moving along. Each agency has a little bit different standards. So don't, uh, knock yourself down and out of the fight. Just be prepared to keep moving on. And you know what? And if you do just get knocked out of the fight as a whole, take a break, reset, try again. Okay. Um, there's, I've known some people that have taken several tests before they even got hired. So, and in today's age, I'm going to be honest with you. If, if you have a pretty clean background and you're mentally fit and physically fit and all this stuff, um, a lot of agencies are looking for corrections officers and cops or sheriff's deputies or troopers right now. So, um, your chances in today's time are pretty good at getting hired. So stick with it and push through whatever adversity comes up. Okay. You got this. Um, so how long is this process going to take? Well, 
It can take several weeks. Uh, it can take several months. So be prepared for that. Um, it's not going to take a couple days. It's going to take a while. I know guys that have taken seven to eight months to get hired on at one agency. Um, it really depends on the agency, how many background investigators they have to process your stuff and all the other uh, scheduling and lineups for all this other stuff. So it could take a while. So be prepared. Um, but stick with it again. Like I said earlier, you got this. Um, once you get hired, you get on you get your start date. There's going to be some pre-academy stuff that the agency's likely going to have you do. Um, sometimes I know here in Washington state, some entry level, uh, corrections officers and law enforcement officers, some of them are having to wait months before they go to the academy. So they're sitting around the agency doing pre-academy work or just basically running around and doing whatever the agency needs them to do. Like, you know, for my agency, we have guys and gals that are waiting to go to an academy. Um, so what do we do with them? Well, we use them for different scenarios going on in training. Uh, we just did an EVOC course for our patrol side of the department. Um, we have a couple new guys waiting to go to the academy. So they help set up all the cones for the EVOC course and tear the course down at the end of the day when they're done training. Sometimes they might join us at the range um, and help us set up targets and clean up brass and load ammo, etc. So they just do various tasks that are given to them by the agency. So you could be waiting months. I'm telling you, if you are in this for a career, you know, it's going to fly by, right? But you're going to be from the start process of testing to getting off FTO could be 18 months or more. It really just depends on how long the academy is, how long FTO is, all that stuff. So it, it could be a while. You might be doing this stuff for a little bit, being the new guy, doing all this stuff. And even when you come off FTO, you're still the new guy. You're still learning, right? Um, so it's it's quite a process, and, and I think you'll have a lot of fun. All right, guys, that's a lot of information. Um, again, I'm in Washington, so a lot of this is the stuff that I know here in my state. Each state could be a little bit different. Um, so make sure, like I said earlier, you're following up on the details for the testing process with the state that you're in or whatever agency you want to test for. Um, but this is going to be pretty typical along the lines across the United States. Um, you know, you can, if you're in Dallas, Texas, you jump on their website and they're going to tell you the entire process, um, wherever you're at, they're going to have that process for you to look at. So make sure you know it, you understand it, you fit the guidelines physically, you're ready to take the test. Cause like I said, you don't want to show up and fail that. And I can speak from firsthand experience when I was young and I thought I was in great shape and I went and took this test. Uh, my first test I ever took, I failed. I failed the sit-ups and I was pretty down on myself after that. But you know what I did? I realized, hey, I need to work on sit-ups. So for several months straight before I ever took another test, that's what I worked on with everything else. But that was specifically what I worked on on sit-ups. And when I got to my main test where I tested for several different agencies and jails, I had zero issues doing those sit-ups and actually did more than what was required. So um, it's all about preparation and being ready for that stuff. So make sure that you are good to go on that. 
so again, I hope you were able to learn something and understand kind of the steps that you're uh, likely to encounter in regards to the hiring process. Um, so make sure you check everything, verify everything, do your ride-alongs, get intel on the agency that you want to work for, um, and then go from there, okay? So uh, as I continue to grow the show um, and create new episodes, I can assure you things are going to get a little bit more interesting as we go on. Um, I appreciate you tuning in and listening to this episode, and I'll catch you on the next one. Be safe.